He's like, exactly, guys, I really feel like I need to leave. Exactly. Okay, John Tyler, you can go. <laughs> yeah, but if I go, I don't know if it will be betraying my principles. Okay. And I'm Marissa Macy. And this is Pardon Me, a presidential history podcast. And today we're going to be talking about John Tyler. Yeah. His uh, accidency. <laughs> um. Hmm. Hmm. <laughs> where to be? A, where to begin? Where to begin with John Tyler? Okay, so um. <laughs> Yeah, this is a obscure president for for sure. He's an obscure president, but but by no means is he boring. He is a uh, he packed a lot into that presidency. <clears throat> packed a lot into his short presidency. Mm-hmm. He became president when William Henry Harrison died, yeah. and so he's the first vice president to become president, mm-hmm. like directly from that office. Yeah, uh, and so there's a lot of interesting stuff about that's the first time that happened. Mm-hmm. There were some questions about whether or not that is what should happen. Yeah. Um, and he also, spoiler alert, had 15 children. Wow. Uh, so we will be getting into that. Yeah, yeah. He was married twice. He was married two times. Uh, I think that I think that that's probably <laughs> if there's any little fun facts that people know about John Tyler is he's the one who had a child really late and that child had a child really late and mm-hmm. he has a living grandson. living grandson. I don't know if it's, if he's he still, does still and he's he 95 is, years old. He's 95. Jesus. William Henry Harrison was very much like just that. He was just kind of like this guy. Yeah. It was just like, he just ended uh, up being president. He didn't really stand for much. Yeah. He kind of was just trying to take care of yeah. all of his kids and yeah. have a job that paid enough. And he was a follower. Yeah, William sure. Henry Harrison was kind of like the guy who's your boss. And like, he's really not very qualified, mm-hmm. but he needs the money. And yep. what are you going to do? And he's trying his best. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, exactly. And he just got there from like just male like, white oh. privilege. And uh, yes. It. But yeah. like, how, he doesn't know. Yeah, he's he who he doesn't even know. he doesn't he's know that aware. that even exists. He doesn't know what privilege is. He couldn't yeah. even. Yeah, that's the priv- that's the first privilege. <laughs> Meanwhile, John Tyler Knew exactly what he was doing and uh, had a vision for what he wanted. He Mm -hmm. wanted this. He wanted to be president. Not not to say that or not that he wanted to be president, but he wanted Mm -hmm. to have a political career. Like he was like gunning for that specifically. And I think we've seen this in the past for sure. Mm -hmm. Like John Quincy Adams a little bit. John, like we've had some 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 presidents that are like. Instead of sort of stumbling into politics, they're really dead set on like becoming a politician. James Madison is a really good example of that. He was very like politically minded. And James Um, Madison was a a hero of John Tyler. Right. Yes. And and so John Tyler is one of those that is. uh, Yeah. So he is speaking of what he has in common with James Madison. Mm -hmm. If we go get into his early life, he is another Virginian. Oh, good. We haven't How had enough of those. How many have we had, Trent? I mean. <laughs> the interests of Virginia have been heavily represented mm-hmm. in the beginning mm-hmm. of the country in that, yeah. that politics. Yes. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. he, John Tyler, so his family has been 
was in the Virginia Tidewater yeah. area for generations, going his, back to the 1650s. So he's like an he's like an old school yeah, yeah. Virginian. His daddy went to college with with Jefferson. Je- with Jefferson yeah. and was roommates with Jefferson, mm-hmm. right? Okay. Yep. Yeah, so his dad was like one of those guys. And yeah. John Tyler was born in 1790. So he's mm-hmm. a sixth generation Tyler in the old Dominion, Virginia. Wow. His father was part of a like official designation mm-hmm. of first families of Virginia because his family had come like shortly after the founding of Jamestown. Yeah. So it's very like, uh, you know, just, just that vibe. The most like, oh, we came over from the old. Yes. The yeah. Very established dynasty. Yeah. Uh, believing we are. Yes. High, 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 high. They think they're, yeah, they're better than everyone. Well, else's, they, they, they think well of sure. themselves. So. They, oh, yes. That's my grandmother would have said. They think very well of themselves. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and how my, what my grandmother would say is, mm. mm. That's what, me, that's what your Mimi <laughs> that's would what say? That's what would say. Mm. 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 I love that. <laughs> so his dad. His dad, John Tyler Sr. Yeah. Went to college with William and Mary. Roommates, roommates with Thomas with Jefferson. Thomas Jefferson. He was was Friends he with also Patrick Henry, oh. part of the House of Burgesses. Good old Burgesses. He's a classic Virginian. Yeah, he got a judge appointment in Virginia, and so he w- he became known as Judge Tyler, the older Tyler, the older one. Yeah, um, he was very like anti-British. Yeah. Oh um, yeah. He was super active politically. Yeah, and he definitely like so. Baby John Tyler mm-hmm. was like very much looking up to his dad. Yeah. He yeah. inherited all this like political zeal mm-hmm. from his father. It's really interesting to me, especially studying Tyler, to recognize how much this Anglophobia versus Anglo Anglophile ness mm-hmm. yes. has like dictated our history. Mm-hmm. And it is sometimes we forget about it because we're studying we're talking about people it didn't involve but then we come back to a virginian and all of a sudden it's like oh that's right they were really hating england uh okay so his dad was also real strong like constitutionalist so it's like exactly what the constitution says is what it means we have some people like that on the supreme court right now that are causing a lot of issues well Um, strict constitutionalism can be (sighs) kind of tricky i think it was a little less tricky back then because it was a much closer to when the constitution was uh written yeah so it it, but as we get further away from when the constitution was written strict constitutionalism becomes in my opinion (laughs) your humble opinion in my humble opinion Mm -hmm. uh it gives a little more dicey like the further away you get but so so john tyler takes this like, this is important. This is going to come yeah, up yeah, later. Yeah, but yeah. He's like, yes, my daddy is right about everything. Mm-hmm. He thinks the Constitution is mm-hmm. God. Mm-hmm. So do I. Me too. Me too. That's right, daddy. <laughs> <laughs> Am I a good boy, daddy? And his dad was like, yes, you yes, are. He you was are. a very good boy. You are a good boy. You are old, upholding the status quo. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So with being a classic Virginia family, Mm -hmm. this, of course, comes with uh, participating in enslaving people. Of course. uh, In human bondage, in human trafficking, all this stuff. They have a plantation. Mm -hmm. And also 
his father and him Mm -hmm. had the belief that it was just like, okay, Jefferson, if you've listened to the Jefferson Mm -hmm. episode, it's Jefferson. It's like that same idea Mm -hmm. of like, it's a necessary evil. That's It's like Jefferson to a T. It's, yeah. mm, When people are strict interpreters of the Constitution Mm -hmm. or of a sacred text, Mm -hmm. there's this like, I am holding to the word of our ancestors because it is important and it also happens to align with what I want. But the exactly. second it doesn't, all of a sudden it's like, well, times, they got to change. Yeah, exactly. And so exactly. it is the most frustrating thing yeah. to be on the other side of that because there are all these people claiming to have the backing of the law or that founders or whoever up to and including god and you know that they don't actually believe that yeah that's not the reason right and you'll only find out that's not the reason when they abandon it and do something else to screw you over from another completely different angle exactly they're like actually but for right now i'm gonna use this angle yes with tyler i'm noticing this thing of oh he's saying the quiet part out loud yeah which we yeah. see now in politics with Trump, right. you know, right. where he he is, you know, Thomas Jefferson could kind of like, you know, just kind of say this and do another and, and things like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Tyler is to this point where it's like, well, we need a class of people that are below white people so that white people won't be the lowest class. Yeah. Oh, he will say he uh, uh, this guy's uh, let, me, let me just say. Yeah. His trajectory and I don't want to give it away. Mm-hmm. Tune in. Tune is in. not a good one. Oh no. Things do not end well for him. His legacy is completely trash. Crap. Because yes. of his decisions. Yes. So, um yeah, like so going back to like how he gets on this path uh, John Tyler Sr., mm-hmm. he believed that a political career was like John Tyler, like John, baby John Tyler's destiny. Destiny. Of course. He was grooming him for it, yeah. right? So his mother died mm. when he was seven years old. And so his father mm. was kind of the single most important figure in oh, his boy. life. His dad was like God to him. Mm-hmm. John Tyler ends up attending the College of William Mary, just like his father, in 1804. He was 14 years old. Um, And he's a very bright guy. Like, he's very smart. Of course. um, Lots of promise. And College of William and Mary Mm -hmm. had uh, a political studies program, which was kind of unique at the time. And that the college went through a period where it sort of went a little bit into obscurity mm-hmm. and then it came back in full force because of this kind of political studies program that it had. Yeah. So he was there studying politics. Um, these Republican ideals, yeah. okay, the Jeffersonian ideas yeah. of Virginia and all this yeah. is getting hammered into his brain at home, yeah. at school, yeah. and then in his law education. So he begins apprenticing in Williamsburg, Virginia after he graduates. Mm-hmm. Um, and he never really questions this ideal. So he doesn't go through a period where he like starts hanging out with some radicals no, and gets no. exposed to something else. It's just all Virginia, re- Jeffersonian, yeah. Republicanism Very all sheltered. the time. That's it. Super Very sheltered. yes, that's it. That's all. I, that's and all and no questions. Republican ideals at this point, yeah, or are, are going to mean local government, like state, state supremacy. Yeah, no banking, no right. bank. Right. Um. 
Those are the Jeffersonian ideals. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And uh, kind of this like less powerful federal government, anti-England, all that stuff. So he passes the bar exam in 1809 at the age of 19. Legally, he's two years too young to actually have a law license. But they just I don't in the biography I read, they were like, Either they just didn't ask or he uh, they looked the other way, but they give him one. Again, again, <laughs> breaking the rule. Yeah. But who cares? Who cares? Because he just does it for two years. Of course. Yeah. So he uh, he has a really actually a really successful time as a lawyer, which is not always the case uh, in, in Richmond, Virginia. Mm-hmm. He w- it was relatively lucrative for him and he wasn't like exactly happy as a lawyer, but it was sort of a means to an end. Um, yeah. And his goal was to go into politics. So this was kind yeah. of like, I got to do the thing that all the politici- politicians do, which right. is practice law yeah. um, and make my connections and do all that. So he is going to follow the, the track of success that mm-hmm. has been shown to him as the only one that yep. exists. Uh-huh. He's going to follow it. Yep. What a good boy. What a good boy. Just just this, doing just doing exactly what he's supposed to. Just doing the exact That's right. Well, like exactly if I know anything vibe. about history, it's that you get rewarded for just going with the flow. <laughs> <laughs> and history is going to remember you fondly. Yes, that's right. That's right. <laughs> uh, at 21, gets mm-hmm. a seat on the Virginia House of Delegates. He's kind of a bold but naive and an inexperienced, obviously. Imagine a yeah. 21-year-old in a seat of government. Yeah. Oh, boy. Totally. He's got a lot of moments of, of like, he's going to be crying in his locker. Yeah. Kind he of does. stuff. He wins re-election in 1812, legislates through the War of 1812. He does join the militia, but yeah. never sees any action. Okay. So that's kind of his experience with 1812. So we're not going to, you know, bore y'all to tears yeah. yet again talking about the War of 1812. You um, <laughs> miss- were all spared. His father dies in mm. 1813. Mm-hmm. And oh. he had had this like huge major correspondence with his dad um, through letters this yeah. entire time. This is kind of like his one meaningful mentor correspondence. Yeah. I mean, his dad was like everything. Wow. Um, and so he there is not a lot of additional correspondence that shed light onto like what he went through at this time. But we can mm-hmm. assume that it was really hard because he was super close with his dad. Well, it's kind of like his pen pal died and then exactly. he doesn't have the person to write to about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So at this point, he kind of starts after his dad dies, he goes into a mode that is kind of like falling into line and like taking off all the things he's supposed to do. Yeah. So he's just Mm. it's like he's got a to do list and he's like, all right, this is what I'm supposed to do. It's like this is what dad wanted me to do. Dad's gone. But I still know the plan. Yeah. And I'm going to follow it. Right. He doesn't take his father's death as kind of like a moment of like, well, is this really what I should be doing? No, no. He's entrenched in the plan. What option? I mean, I'm not trying to defend John Tyler, but it's not like he's got some other voice in his ear. He doesn't. You know, he He really doesn't. He probably is really feeling directionless at this point. Yeah. And is like uh, even more so going to do mm-hmm. what he knows. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And he he does. He is quite successful. He is. No, he 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 does very well following this plan. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, in March 1813, uh, on his 23rd birthday, he marries uh, Letitia Christian. Letitia Christian. Mm-hmm. 
So they meet at a party. They met years earlier, um, mm-hmm. but she was very shy, kind of striking from a really good family. Yeah. He, this was him marrying up and it was going to be good for his political career. Oh, okay. Yeah. So from his father's death, he also inherited some property yeah. and several enslaved people. And yeah. now he was a man of means and debts, you know, which is part of the Virginia part of the way. Having means. Debts on debts. Yeah. So he had this very idealized idea of Letitia and his mm-hmm. wife. It was very, he was like smitten and affectionate, but but there's no evidence that he was like passionately in love with her. Okay. It just kind of was like, Again, ticking off those boxes. She's yeah. from a good family. I'm yeah. marrying up. This will be good for my political career. Yeah. It's about that time. Um, their relationship was actually fairly formal. And it oh. was the thing about John Tyler is he's sort of like almost like this representative of like what Virginia dynasty like old dominion yeah. kind of guy was like because yeah. he he kind of had a very standard not not to say everything was like this in virginia yeah. but he kind of is the almost like a stereotype yeah. of like the norm yeah, yeah, uh, yeah you would say uh and he they had this like kind of almost like formal marriage it was very wow. formal it was not a relaxed <laughs> affair just very like the correspondence is not mm-hmm. What you'd imagine between a husband and wife, yeah. it, it's kind of stuffy, is like what yeah. it's like. Yeah. Okay, so in 1816, he wins a special election uh, by only a 30 vote margin. When yeah. so a Virginia congressman dies, and so it's like to replace this. Yeah. To to fill the seat. Uh, luck, lucked out. Yeah, lucked out. So now he's <laughs> in the U.S. House of Reps. Okay. He goes to Washington. It's kind of in its like crappy post war of 1812 state. Yeah. You know, everything's so burned out. Not looking cute. It's just <laughs> real swampy, real burned, real not yeah. not good. Yeah. So he also is super inexperienced and naive as a congressman. So he kind yeah. of like embarrasses himself a little bit. Um oh. uh there. What do you do? I mean, just like giving speeches oh. that everyone's like, uh what? okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's enough. That's that's good. Thanks. Thanks, John Tyler. Thank you, John Tyler. Wow. Wow. Okay. John Tyler like is like, in the cafeteria and okay. there's people talking about him. And then he walks in and it's like shh, shh, shh. he gets real quiet. He gets real quiet. And he's just like walking by with his jello. Yeah. Like, okay. Hey. Hey everyone. Bye. I think you knew my dad. And they're like, yeah, yeah well, okay. Yeah. yeah. Um so <laughs> since he was elected in this special election, it's not like a full term. Yeah. He really wants to make his mark and get reelected. Mm. He does end up getting reelected twice. So um and and during this time, just you know, just so we're really being clear, I was just I like these details because it mm-hmm. just tells you stuff. Mm-hmm. He's not like crafting bills or anything. No, He's yeah, just no. like opposing stuff. Well, He's just yeah. like opposing things. Oh, He's yeah. one of those. Perfect. Okay. So um, he was against the National Bank, which is going to come, come back classic. Oh, being against the bank is all the rage. How original. How they love, they are yeah. love being against bank. Oh my it's interesting, uh, people that are so, so much into borrowing and debts, not fans of banks. Yeah, that's funny because it's like, don't, where'd you get all that debt? I don't debt? know where they're getting it. I don't think they're getting it from a bank. No, they're borrowing Maybe. from people. They're, they're borrowing from other people. Local, more local. It's all about local. They don't want it to be a national uh, bank. They want local state banks. Uh, 
anyway, clearly I'm a federalist. So, yeah, you know, I think I would also do? be a federalist. Yeah. yeah. His wife, Letitia, does not come to Washington with him. Mm hmm. But by 1816, she has two children. So she oh. stays back home and she kind of has a support system in Virginia. Uh, but then he goes off for every like session of Congress. Yeah. But then when he comes back, you know, they're making babies. Yeah. And there's, by the way, of course, no letters have survived really. Not many have yeah. survived between them. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so. By 1820, uh -huh. he starts questioning if being in Congress is even, like, worth it. He's like, what's okay. the point of this? Boy, the pay sucks. Yeah. He's got this growing family. His health suffers every time he's in Washington. I, I wonder, wonder why. why. It's, it's probably because of the poop water. <laughs> um, and he did have, like, kind of, like, IBS, like, anxiety. Like, yeah. he, he had stomach issues. So yeah, I'm yeah. sure the place was perfect for him. Yeah. Um, in 1818, he uh, Letitia makes it clear to him mm -hmm. that she wants him home. She hates him leaving. Yeah. She actually, it's really sad reading about it. Is mm -hmm. like she was really like, um, she really like loved him and like yeah. wanted his approval and love yeah, and like yeah. would get really emotional when he left. And when he came home, mm -hmm. she would get so excited, but then she would kind of like steal herself because yeah. it wasn't like becoming t of her to yeah. to act that way so yeah. but she was always wanting him to be home mm -hmm. she hated him leaving mm -hmm. um but it was the 1820 missouri compromise mm -hmm. that really takes john tyler over the edge yeah so tyler was on in the camp that wanted missouri admitted as a slave state right and that is what the people because that's what the people who live there wanted. So he's yeah. all about mm. doing what I know exactly. The mm. the state he's like, well, whatever the state wants is what we should do. <laughs> yes. And How that actually yeah. went was, what does the state want? The state wants the same as what I want. Well, then the oh, state perfect. should have that. Yeah, exactly. Yes. Exactly. Uh, because he believes in diffusion. Yes. Diffusion is the idea of here's how we get rid of slavery. Mm-hmm. Is we just spread out, we let slavery mm. spread out, and then there'll just be a lower concentration of it, and it'll just go away on its own. Like, we're just going to let it- This is the most idiotic use itself. idea. That's how it will work. Because, now what this is acknowledging is that white people will feel comfortable with the mm -hmm. end of slavery as long as they greatly outnumber- Black people. Black, yeah. free people. Yes. Which yes. is, it's the idea of like, if if white people could feel reassured that they would still have supremacy over black people, mm -hmm. then they might be comfortable mm. with the idea of slavery not actually existing right. in an insti exactly. as an institution. Yeah. And so it becomes this like 30 years down the road yeah. kind of situation. Yeah. Like um, the, the idea of any level of equality whatsoever was yeah. not no, no, even no, 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 on no. the table. That's not, no. no was no. not even on the no, table. No. So, yeah. So he, he <clears throat> this is what he believes. Yeah. And um, he was, the thing about the Missouri Compromise in 1820 and what was starting to happen, and we did, we did cover this, yeah. but um, is that not only was it a question of like, well, okay, if we admit Missouri as a state and allow slavery there, mm -hmm. then it's going to like offset the, it's going to offset the number of free and slave states. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. so there, that was kind of what it was about. Right. 
But then there was starting to be kind of like for really for the first time, mm-hmm. kind of like talk of um, success. Like there was South Carolina was starting to get a yeah. little fiery. Basically, there's also it, there's threats to the union. Yes. A- and John Tyler is not appreciative of that. So even though he is pro slavery yeah. in Missouri based on the state's rights argument which is such mm-hmm. whatever whatever um really diffusion theory but like he also was like the reason he was like this is too much i i don't want to be in congress is because mm-hmm. it's like there it was very fraught very a lot of yeah. animosity a lot of yeah. talk about potentially the union notwithstanding yeah, this, yeah. this so it's looking messy so he has a physical collapse at the height of this Missouri d- debate and then decides not to seek re-election. Okay. And so then he's done with he's national like, I'm done. politics. I'm done. He's 31 years old. Yeah. He's like, I'm done. Classic, <clears throat> classic politician vibe. That's about the right time. Yeah. He goes home. Yeah. Uh, now he's retired. Mm-hmm. And he, but, but. Hmm. He did this like very much, not just like it, it was a clear political tactic. Yeah. And actually, he did not like hide the fact that him like retiring yeah. was a political tactic. Oh. So he goes home mm-hmm. and he's like, yes, I'm done with national politics. Mm-hmm. Yes, I am. I'm retiring. And um, then he writes this like circular letter yeah. to his constituents yeah. that's like, but Ooh. I know I'm retired, but if I'm called upon, oh, boy. I would not not yeah. come back to politics if you need me. Yes. I'm right here. And and so he kind of does get he actually like um goes a little too hard on this and gets mm-hmm. like criticized for it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> They're um, like, listen, just cut it out. Chill out. Yeah. Um so he's got That's- at this point 24 enslaved people in bondage. Um, he is practicing law. He's overseeing his land. He actually buys, rebuys his childhood home, Greenway. Mm. Um, and he was not happy at all being quote retired. Being retired. Yeah. This is, and, and by 1822, he returns to the Virginia legislator later. So he's barely Mm. retired for two years. Yeah. By the way, at this point, Letitia has given birth to five children. I, I don't know how a person at that time goes through that many pregnancies well trent um we'll get to this in a minute but um, um she does not withstand it well oh really physically yeah what does that mean means that she had a ton of health problems because of her oh. back-to-back pregnancies. yes of and it course. does it, yeah even now that yeah no it would be I mean, there's really just, hard on your body listen they're little parasites yeah for sure his creep back to national politics yeah coincides with get the, off her for once uh, yeah <laughs> she's like actually <laughs> i wanted you home but actually could you now go? could you go yeah geez um it, it it this return coincides with the rev up to the 1824 election uh-huh which we talked about at the end of season one yeah um so this is between john quincy adams and jackson and john yeah. quincy adams wins yes. um and they're they call corrupt bargain yes. and henry clay gets involved mm. blah 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 uh, henry so, clay henry clay i mean <laughs> boy. Mm. henry clay what a pill um you know too bad he never became president we didn't get to study him because yeah. he seems well you know he seems like really interesting something, something else R- really something <laughs> yeah so so tyler didn't love Jackson. Yeah. 
And from the Virginia House of Delegates, where mm-hmm. he was when he when all this was going on, he did all he could to derail him. Yeah. Um, he was a fan of Crawford, who was another mm-hmm. candidate in 1824, but then Crawford had, I think, a stroke. Yeah. And then he actually supported John Quincy Adams. Oh. Um, so even though most of the old Republican dudes opposed John Quincy Adams, yeah. uh, he just wanted to avoid a Jackson presidency at all costs. So yeah. it was kind of like lesser mm-hmm. of two evils to mm-hmm. him. Now, but then when ja- Adams was elected, mm-hmm. John, uh, John Tyler thought the corrupt bargain was crap yeah um and supported clay right because yeah. yeah. the, the call was like oh clay and john quincy adams are you know doing, he was like whatever it's fine he was not he was in he was like the corrupt bargain is like andrew jackson just like throwing a fit oh, okay is what he believed yeah but then when john quincy adams has his first address to congress mm-hmm. He realizes that he made a huge mistake and he doesn't agree with this guy at all. Oh. He's like, actually, Adam sucks and I don't want this guy. Okay. Yeah. So then John Tyler runs for Senate, mm-hmm. loses the race. Mm-hmm. Then in 1825, he gets elected to governor, uh-huh. reelected in 1826. Yeah. He's pretty chill as governor. He's a governor. chill governor. He's a, he's good. He's like pizza on Fridays. Yeah. He's, he has, he, yeah, he's a good governor. He he's doing a, pizza parties on Fridays. Yeah. <laughs> But then in 1827, he wins a U.S. Senate seat for Virginia. So now he's in the Senate. Okay. Okay. So 1827. He's not loved. No. Mostly because he was, he had, like I said, protested a little too much mm-hmm. about like, oh, I don't want the Senate seat. Yeah, yeah. I'm kind of retired. Don't. Who uh, me? Like, me? Oh, everyone boy. was like, dude, cut the, cut the crap. As a senator, yeah. he was also just like, because he, people saw him as an Adams supporter. Yeah. And, um. Though he wasn't. He, he was, was like, actually, no, I don't like the guy. I only supported him because I hate Jackson. <gasps> He's like, oh, my God. No, I just liked him more than Jackson as if. Yeah, exactly. Ugh, I like, hate them both. But like I hated John Quincy Adams like a little bit less than Andrew Jackson. So yeah. That's why I supported him. John Tyler's trying so hard to fit in. He really is. And, and he's trying. He's so. Ugh, yeah, he just I can't. I yeah, don't like this guy. Um, He's like, oh, a lot of people don't like Jackson. I'm gonna not like Jackson too. Yeah, or whatever. But yeah, like he did it for the wrong reason. So then, yeah, 18, the election of 1828 is coming. Oh along. man, we're just plotting through. Yes, we are. I gotta get to the. This guy did a, was involved in a lot. <laughs> Trent, keep up. That's why I didn't like him. It was just like it was too much. I feel yeah. like I've already been doing all this stuff. Jesus, Tom <laughs> Tyler, get over it. <sighs> so 1828's around the corner. Yeah. J- uh, JQA is going for re-election. Right. Um, and Jackson has been like mounting this like years long campaign yeah, to become yeah, president. Yeah. So for this election, uh-huh. John Tyler goes out of his way to oppose Adams. Yeah. And begrudgingly supports Jackson. This yeah. is why this guy's annoying to me. He's so wishy-washy. He's so mm-hmm. like, he's like, I stand for these principles, da-da-da. But then in reality, he's like yeah. super wishy-washy. Yeah. So then Jackson's president. Yeah. He departed from Jackson on many, 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 many issues. Yeah. He was not like a Jacksonian at all. Uh, He was in the Democratic Party, but he was not like pro-Jackson. Okay. So, which is, this is just annoying. So he's just, he's just opposing, opposing, opposing. opposing. Yes. The only thing. He is, he's the kind of guy who would be writing a lot of articles in the high school newspaper. Like, yes. Hey, I think we have too long of a recess. Yeah. That kind of bullshit. (laughs) Just anything to like get some attention on him. He's just an opposition guy. (sighs) He's looking to see what he opposes. And like, 
he thinks he thinks like he's getting attention because people are arguing with him. Mm-hmm. But it's just because he's so dumb. Yeah. Like they're like, how can you believe that? And yeah. he's like, well, I do believe that. But it's he's frustrating because like he's like actually smart. So it's just like I, I just mean, feel like he's so annoying. He's like an internet troll, kind of kind but of also has that smart. Mm-hmm. He's able to like argue either side. Yeah. And he just chooses the one that gets him the more mm-hmm. attention. Mm-hmm. And exactly. That's boy. He's like, what's best for my political career? But also uh, actually it's because of my principles. Is yes. that it, you know? And so it's it's, it's mm, very frustrating. It's like all new all all attention's good attention. I mean, he really is like mm-hmm. all about just opposing stuff. And but the only I just want to mm-hmm. say the only thing that he really didn't oppose that Jack mm-hmm. uh, that he fully supported mm-hmm. was Jackson's Indian Removal Act of 1830. Oh, good. Which is what ends up uh, causing the Trail of Tears. Yes. And all of this stuff. Yes. And is a terrible, terrible, like yes. absolute monstrosity of, of a policy. So that's the thing that he I just want everyone to know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What side of history this guy's the on. The one He's thing bad. that he went along with was an affront to God. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So remember, he's he starts out as like uh, a Republican yeah. early early on, yeah. Jeffersonian Republican. Yeah. Now John Quincy Adams was a Republican, yeah, but then he opposes John Quincy Adams. Mm-hmm. Now he's a member of the Democratic Party, yeah, which is with Andrew Jackson. But he's not a big fan but of Andrew Jackson. But then he renounces the no or after the nullification crisis and everything, yeah, he renounces the Democratic Party and uh-huh. enlists with the opposition party that will become known as the Whig Party, yes, which was William Henry Harrison's party, yes. So now he's in the Whig Party, but he didn't really agree with the Whig Party. No. But that's just the default. He that's ended just up the with. people that I have Again, him. He's like, who do I oppose? That's going to dictate where I end up. But I'm also going to uh, be really staunch about my principles. So I actually also don't agree with this party I'm in. Yeah. Uh, so he gets reelected. <laughs> yes. But then he kind of feels like he needs to resign because he switched parties and it's all a mess and he yeah, wants yeah, to remain yeah. consistent and preserve a sense of honor. So he's like, I'm going to resign because it's getting too complicated. Uh, yeah. Oh, he's now he's got drama where I, he's got to leave. He's like, exactly. Guys, I really feel like I need to leave. Okay, John Tyler, you can go. Yeah, but if I go, I don't know if it will be betraying my principles. Okay, well, why don't you decide that back at your plantation, Sherwood Forest? Exactly. So he... (laughs) He, (sighs) like, goes home. Yeah. Uh, He actually moves his family to Williamsburg to practice law. He's Mm. not at Sherwood Forest yet. Oh, yeah, yeah, sorry. (laughs) But he also takes up with the Virginia Colonization Society, which for season one, we had an episode about the American Colonization Society. Yeah. Similar idea, but he was against the American Colonization Society, which was taking black people to a colony in Africa. Right. Um, he was like, I oppose that because it's the national government. It should be the states that do it. So it was like he was against. What? I know he's the worst. He's like actually the worst. He's like so opposite. It's like another thing to oppose. What is your problem, John Tyler? What is your damn problem? Yeah. You know what I mean? This terrible thing, I would like, I oppose it, but only on this like one specific detail. I'm going to do the same terrible thing, but just on a state's right, from a state's rights basis. It's like every time he opposes something, I'm like, wait, what? I'm confused. What reorient me? And I have to like reassess the whole situation every time with John Tyler. Exactly. It's like whiplash. And his big, even Just, more so than uh, it being a states' right issue, yeah. he was opposed. Okay, so he was very anti-abolitionism. 
sure. obviously. Of course. But his main reason for opposing it yeah. was that women participated. And I do have a quote wow. from this. I oh, do have a quote. Hold on. Like, My head is spinning. <laughs> so, again, a thanks to oppose. I can't with this guy. I, I, I don't know what. Okay. Okay. Hold on. So he was the lots of women were involved yes. in the abolitionist movement. Right. Because makes sense. Yes. Women are being enlisted to get petitions. Yes. To to ask the the men, their fathers, their brothers, mm -hmm. their sons mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. to do away with the the it's evils the of slavery. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Because yes, it's a it's a it's a real uh you know, moral ab abomination that right. is being participated in. Yes, yes. And I think women from a, a position, a very different position of um, non-privilege right. are right. able to see that. Yes. And they're also more, a lot of them are very religiously involved more yeah. so than the men because you have to think like, what are they spending all their time doing? Yeah. And where's the community at? Yeah. And there's, not in all cases, but in some cases, there was a lot of overlap right. between right. Religion and abolitionism. Right. So, well, and so now when women are being used mm -hmm. for the cause of uh, abolition, mm -hmm. all of a sudden it's like, who's putting these thoughts in their heads? Right. And so John, this is what John Tyler said. So, this was his biggest gripe among many things about abolitionism. Yeah. Um, was that he, uh, so, so quote, he said, yes, woman is made the instrument of destroying our political paradise. Yes. The union of these states, she is to be made the presiding genius over the councils of insurrection and civil discord. Oh. So he's like, women are, yeah. Oh, uh, boy. So he does not, uh, <sighs> yeah, he's just the worst. Um, he is quite the worst. So then this is, he's now in his second time, quote, retiring okay. from national politics. Yeah. Two years in practicing law. He rejoins the Virginia House of Delegates a third time. Yes. And he's elected Speaker of the House there. He's real messy with his drama. He is now, really messy Martin Van Buren, mm -hmm. he caused drama too. For sure. But he was real clever with his drama. He was really, he knew exactly what he was And doing. I like that. That but I can look back at and be like, yes, he no, had a plan. If you asked most people at the time mm -hmm. what John Tyler this deal was and what yeah. he stood for. Yeah. I'm sure you would just get like an eye roll from right. like most uh, people. They would just be like, oh, who, who knows? Who freaking knows. What's he against today? I don't know. Yeah. He's mm. useless. He's the worst. So uh Letitia at the time is in really poor health during most of the marriage. Yeah. She has really frequent migraines. Mm. Uh, and she's almost in an almost constant state of pregnancy or recovering from a birth. Um, it's likely she suffered from hypertension. She had a stroke in 1839 yeah. and another one during his preg pregnancy presidency that would kill her at age 51. So this is okay. later, but I'm just previewing that. She also apparently, according to doctors, quote, suffered from hysteria, um, okay. which would now be characterized probably as depression. Like, yeah, postpartum. Um, yeah, also. just all kinds of. Yeah, her husband's yeah. absences were really tough on her, which I mentioned earlier. Yeah. Well, I mean, goodness, he's getting her pregnant and then leaving. Yeah, pretty much. And so, so what a what a scary life. She had a lot of health problems with it, and yeah. of course, we can't say this for sure, but she probably would like to have stopped being pregnant. A lot of women felt that way that had these multiple pregnancies. Where yeah, they knew that their health was suffering because of it. They weren't stupid. Yeah, you know, and she probably just 
resigned herself to her husband's sex drive. Right. Because at the time, another Virginia yeah. thing yeah. was that a large family um, and having many children was like sure. the one, like a really effective way to show your vitality and strength. Uh. So him, she would end up enduring eight pregnancies, I mean, eight, potentially yeah. nine. I think she had one miscarriage, but the, but the historical records on it are a little shaky. Sure. Um, yeah. That is a lot. Yep. For a body to endure. Yeah. And the idea that that's a sign of his virility. I mean, and he was, and he was, um, not home a lot. Yeah. He was very close with his eldest uh, yeah. daughter, Mary. Yeah. Um, and he wrote with her often and she kind of was like a messenger to the other Tyler uh -huh. children, but he was always coming and going yeah. to Washington and he just wasn't around very much. He was not happy when he was home. He mm -hmm. wanted to be part of political life and to work. Yeah. Um, and so he was very much like an absent. I mean, he was, he was not, he was not a bad father and mm -hmm. that he did want these relationships, but it yeah. was very much like, a correspondence and he wasn't yeah. there often yeah. and he was very preoccupied Distant. and all of that. Distant. Yeah. He then is like, I'm a miserable. I want to go back yeah. again. Again, he does this. Yes. Yes. But he loses a Senate election in 1839. Yeah. But then there's bigger stuff brewing well, because. I, I mean, it seems like he has to do politics because that's where he has an audience. Yeah. I mean, yep. I'm gonna, I'm gonna like loosely diagnose him as having like narcissism. Yeah. And being in like the house of whatever gives him a place where there's other people who are, he's, he's probably smart and there's mm -hmm. other smart For people sure. he can have pick little fights with and mm -hmm. they kind of have to put mm -hmm. up with his crap. And, yeah. you know, so it's a cycle that he's engaging with. Yeah. Absolutely. <sighs> so with H William Henry Harrison, mm -hmm. um, in that episode, we cover, obviously, the lead up to his election. Yeah. I'm not going to get too much into it here sure. now. But um, one key aspect of that was that they were having a really hard time finding a vice presidential pick. Yeah. So they were not able to really, like, nail someone down. Like, people were like, eh. Well, now, eh. <clears throat> so, yeah. so William Henry Harrison has made the candidate. Yeah. Of the Whig Party. Yes. But this was kind of a slight to Henry Clay. Yes. Henry Clay really was. Henry Clay is the one who really choice. formed the Whig Party. Yeah. It's his to take. Yes. It's sweeped in and gotten there by William Henry Harrison. Yeah. So it's off, the vice presidency is offered to Clay and yeah. he's like, ah, and no. Yeah. He's like, absolutely. Absolutely not. not. Yeah. And so they start going down the list of people uh -huh. who are like, no, I'm not going to take the vice presidency. My yep. friend, Henry Clay, would be furious. And it was also seen as a as an office that was like nothing. Like At you don't time, do anything. Right. It's not like You're it doesn't the president mean anything. Of the Most, at this point, only a couple of vice presidents had then gone on to be yeah, president. To do anything. Um, and, and Calhoun under Jackson, mm -hmm. like, and this was a couple, you know, a while ago. Oh, a little bit, a little bit back. Mm -hmm. Wasn't even there. He just kind of like yeah. spent most of his time in South Carolina. Yeah. So it's kind of seen mm -hmm. as like a not undesirable yes. position. And no one wants it. And especially, yeah, especially not under these hard feelings. Right. From Clay. Right. 
So Exactly. So uh, John Tyler, though, uh, mm-hmm. he's offered the vice presidency and he's like, sure. sure. He just lost a Senate election. And so he's like, that sounds great. I'll do it. Yeah. Um, and so, of course, Harrison wins by a huge landslide. Yeah. Yeah. And with the phrase Tippecanoe and Tyler, too, because yeah. John Tyler is from Virginia and yeah. he's politically ambiguous. Now, William Henry Harrison was mm. also kind of politically ambiguous, mm-hmm. but mostly because he just was sort of like didn't say what he. Yeah. He he was just very vague about what his <laughs> positions yeah. were on things. Yeah. John Tyler was ambiguous because he has party hopped from mm-hmm. the Republican Party to the Democratic Party to there's, the Whig Party. There's no party that can contain his chaos. Exactly. No. That's, party can that's what the reality is. Chaos. Exactly. Ugh. So then, of course, William Henry Harrison, 31 days into his office, dies. Yes. And then everyone's like, what the hell do we do? Well, uh, yes. Now... John Tyler had a little bit of a heads up to think about this. A little bit, yes. So he heads up into Washington real quick. Yeah. And he has himself sworn in. Yeah, so he finds out a little bit before Harrison dies that he's in bad health. And they're just kind of like, hey, we don't really know what's going to happen here, but just just so you know. Yeah. Um, Because it is in the Constitution that, like, the vice president takes over. But it wasn't clear if that meant he took over for the rest of the term. Right. Or if he took over until another president like could mm-hmm. be elected. Right. It was very unclear and, about what exactly the vice president taking over for the president meant. And so yeah. Tyler makes the move of assuming, no, yeah. I, I am the president for the rest of the term. Yeah. So as soon as Har- he gets word that Harrison uh, dies, he go- yeah, he goes as soon as possible and takes the oath of office. Yes. As yes. president. Yes. Yeah. Uh, and... It is a situation where there are definitely people who are trying to push him out. Yeah. And he holds firm and yeah. he gets his way just yeah. by uh-huh. sticking to his guns. One of those people that was not thrilled about this was Henry Clay. Yeah. Oh. He was like, he was Henry. like, um, are we sure we're what? just going to let him be president? Can you call him president? I don't know. And John Quincy Adams as well. He was John like, Quincy Adams. But for uh, understandable reasons. He hates him. He hates him. <laughs> okay. The yeah. one thing I'm going to really give him credit for. Okay. Is actually this. Okay. Is that he decisively yes. goes to Washington, yes. takes the oath of office. He says, I know there's ambiguity in the Constitution. Yeah. Even though he's a strict constitutionalist, yeah. he he kind of puts that to the side yeah. and says, it is going to create chaos yes. if something decisive is not done. I agree with so that. So he yeah. kind of blocks everything out, takes this oath, and yeah. is like, listen, I'm the president. Yeah. This is how this is going to work. President dies. Vice president becomes president. Now, yeah. this, of course, is feeding his self-interest. Sure. This, of course, like, does not make everyone happy. No. But imagine if yes. he hadn't been decisive and yeah. was wishy-washy about this. He this, was wishy-washy about so mm-hmm. many things. And it, I'm so grateful yes. that he wasn't wishy-washy yes. about this. Not because he ends up being a great president, no. but because this sets up a very clear precedent yes. for the future yes this is not the last time this happens no. and after this point when it mm-hmm. happens again mm-hmm. it's very clear what's supposed yeah, to happen the tyler precedent and it's not until the 25th amendment in 1967 yeah. that it's officially yeah. in the constitution that the vice president is in fact the president and not acting president or president yeah. with lesser yeah. of a title or anything so this precedent up until 1967, yeah, yeah. make sure that there's not chaos yes. every time the president dies. Yes. So I will give him that. 
Yeah, he yeah. that is definitely the moment in which he showed leadership yep. and kept the country chugging along mm-hmm. in that way. Yeah. yeah. Of course, lots of people don't call, they call him acting president or keep calling him vice yes, president. Yes, of course. Like all this stuff. Yes. But um, he he does also retain all of Harrison's cabinet. Yes. Um, all of which are wigs. Mm-hmm. Now, <clears throat> remember, he's mm-hmm. only a wig. In be- name. In name because he didn't like Jackson. Yes. But they're hoping that he'll just follow along. Right. They, they're thinking he'll be weak and he'll just go along. And that's yeah, yeah. not that's not what they get. No, that's not no, what no, 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 no. He uh, and then the Democrats are kind of like they know he formerly was in the Democratic Party mm-hmm. and then he's kind of a wig only in name. And so they're mm-hmm. kind of like, maybe we can. He's, maybe. he's like, I'm put the wig and wiggle. <laughs> <laughs> I'll wiggle around. Yeah, so the Democrats are like, maybe this will work out for us. Um, yeah. So he, in his inaugural address, um, made it clear that he was going to uphold states' rights, mm-hmm. strict constitution, limited government. Mm-hmm. Many people were kind of like, okay, sure. Sounds yeah, good. Sounds yeah. good, dude. States' rights, he, limited government. He doesn't mention not running. Because yes. that was kind of a thing with wigs at the time yes. is they were like, or it was very popular at the time just to be like, I'm just going to serve one term. He was encouraged to say that he would only serve out that term, that it would it yeah. would reassure people. But he yeah. did not do that. No, he he went ahead and just didn't say anything. Just about said nothing. It. Yeah. Which, yeah. Whatever. That's fine. That's probably what I do, too. Mm-hmm. Tyler and Clay started yeah. an incredible feud. I don't yeah. really want to get into all this because it's really kind of just minutia. Yeah. But Clay wants to get a national bank going. Yeah. Tyler's like, absolutely not. No. This not is not in the Constitution. Over my dead body. Over my dead body. But yeah. he kind of is like very confused. So we're still recovering from the panic of 1837 at this point. Yeah. Yeah. And so a national bank is like very needed. Yeah. And Tyler opposes it almost exclusively on constitutionality reasons. Yeah. 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 Of course. He just made an exception of mm. kind of being like, Oh, well, I'm going to read this uh, vice president becoming president thing, like kind of with an interpretation. But on this, I'm not. He's like, look, I broke the Constitution already once this year. I don't feel comfortable (laughs) doing it again. Exactly. That's his mentality. That is his mentality. (laughs) Kind of. So Clay is like head of the Whig Party. Yeah. Tyler sort of aligns himself with some people who are ideologically far from Clay. Mm -hmm. Um, Tyler has messages that are very confusing and vague. Mm-hmm. He he tells Congress, listen, it's your responsibility yeah. to bring forth a bank bill. Yeah. Okay. And like, show me the bank bill and let's let's show see. me the bank bill. I'm not afraid to use the veto, by the way, but just show me the bank bill. Yeah. And just everyone show it to was me. like, uh, okay. Okay. Do you want us to do a bank bill? Are you yeah. gonna veto it? What are you gonna do? Do a bank bill. Do it. I yeah. won't stop you. Exactly. He's like, I'm not gonna stop you. Show me a bank bill. I might veto it, but show it to me. Who knows? Who knows? And also, so John Tyler had voted against the banks in the past. And so he's like, I should stick with my old, my voting record. Yeah. But then he was also thinking about his political future. And he's like, it's going to be unpopular for me to oppose the bank. And then he's also thinking about a potential presidential run in 1844. And Clay was kind of like, I'm pretty sure he's not going to veto this. Like Clay kind of weighs all this from his perspective. He's like, he's not going to veto anything. Okay, Clay, you sweet summer child. Uh, 
Exactly. Because then Tyler, <laughs> basically what happens is they put a bank bill. Mm-hmm. Tyler vetoes it. Mm-hmm. He doesn't even veto it right away. He takes the full period of time he has before he can veto. Oh, boy. And everyone's really pissed off about this. He actually ends up getting, like, death threats at the White House oh, yeah. and, like, all kinds of stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and then this was all during a special session of Congress specifically to address. Oh, so they're just having to hang out. This is all about the bank. Like, they're like, we're oh. specifically dealing with the bank during this special session. Oh, boy. He has got all the attention. of. The- <laughs> oh, man. He's like a little... It's like a little mm-hmm. toddler that's learned a trick or something and everyone's paying attention. Yeah. He's yep. like, and this is he holds his little hand to veto the bill and everyone's like, and he's like, maybe I won't. Happy Mother's Day. I'm like severely summarizing all of this because there was actually like so much that went on during this veto and the bank bill, but like who has the time to get into it? He gets all these death threats. Yeah. It's a mess. Um, His entire cabinet resigns, except for Daniel Webster. Yeah. Uh, He gets a new cabinet just for the end of the session. This is the the cabinet resigning. Yeah. This was kind of a setup, Mm -hmm. right? Like Clay Mm -hmm. convinced everyone to resign. Yeah. And he had, uh, Tyler got tipped off to this. So he already had his people ready to just take over. Yes, yes, yes. So. He he kind of, it's a mess. It's a war with Clay. And they go back and forth a few times. Yeah. It's like he, they, a bank, there's a bank bill. Yeah. He vetoes it. And then he says kind of behind closed doors, like, well, if they made a couple of changes, I would consider not vetoing another one. They yeah. do that. And then he vetoes that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it happens multiple times. Yeah. Everyone's really pissed at him. Yeah. Um, he's now made himself a ton of enemies. And so, when this special session adjourns, there's no bank bill. There's nothing. And then Tyler formally gets kicked out of the Whig party. Yeah. He wow. gets formally kicked out of the Whig party. Wow. Boy, you effed you, you yeah. up bad, John yeah. Tyler. Clay and him come out of this mm-hmm. with their reputation sort of screwed. Clay does not come out of this looking good either. Yeah. And um, it's just like t- Tyler now has no party. Yeah. He is a partyless president. Mm. He's trying to figure out what to hold on to, struggling to find a policy to sort of align himself with. Henry Clay ends up resigning yeah. shortly thereafter. Um, and this is all over the bank stuff. Mm-hmm. Tyler tries to come up with his own bank plan, which yeah. he's trying to make as like a middle ground mm-hmm. between parties, mm-hmm. but it doesn't go anywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's just in this no man's land between parties, like trying to hold out hope that somehow he's going to ride it out and win reelection. Mm. And he was also extremely thin skinned. Oh, well, that's he was good. very um, <laughs> did not bear attacks on the presidency or his character very well. Yeah, he was very like hurt by being kicked out of the Whig party. Um, I mean, he stirs uh, yeah. up drama and then he's like, what? Because he's such an oppositional guy. He just continues vetoing almost as much as Andrew Jackson did. Yeah. You have to remember Andrew Jackson was president for two terms. Yeah. He was president for less than a full term. <laughs> and um, he kind yeah. of continues the trend of expanding executive power yeah and continues that precedent for that um when he takes over as president he makes a very clear point that he will respect the separation between the sword which is the executive branch and the purse which is the legislative branch yeah so he does not he does not do do that that. and he and he also had specifically talked about a more limited government in his inaugural dress for Mm. his whole dang life and Mm. now he's continuing mm. the um pattern set by Jackson of a stronger executive yeah. branch. So yeah. well now that yeah. I'm the one in power, 
the presidents should have every decision because right. I, I will make good decisions. <laughs> yeah. So the idea of impeachment sort of gets thrown around. Uh Um, He's the first president to face any kind of formal impeachment action, though it does not pass Congress. So it gets introduced, but is not passed. Okay. But John Quincy Adams, our boyfriend, boyfriend. um, leads a committee to, quote, pronounce judgment (laughs) on John Tyler, which doesn't like formally do anything. Uh Like it's not censure. Uh, He's already been read out of his party. Yeah. Um, but, uh, it's just literally to embarrass John Tyler. Oh, it's just to pass judgment on him. So John <laughs> Quincy Adams like, listen, we're not going to impeach him. Everybody. We're not going to censure him. We're just going to have a committee and we're yes. just going to talk big crap <laughs> and we're going to really embarrass this guy. Oh, uh, <laughs> we're going to write a burn book. Exactly. About John Tyler. All about John Tyler. Oh, I wish I could have sat when (laughs) John Quincy Adams was like, you know what? I am passing a judgment. Here it goes. I'd be like, oh, get my popcorn. Get my popcorn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I bet it was just. Talk about it, boyfriend. Yeah. (laughs) (sighs) So John Tyler does finally do something about the financial crisis. He signs a tariff bill into law that helps eliminate federal deficit. He doesn't receive any credit for it because everyone's like, we hate that guy. We hate him. Yeah. Okay. Um, Then all uh, like basically all the drama that happened, like screws over the wigs in the midterm. Mm -hmm. So they're kind of in this terrible position politically because of him and everything with Clay. One thing he does get some credit for. Mm hmm. Is some foreign policy stuff. Oh. He's pretty good in the foreign policy. Like, we gotta just, you know, he's got, he has a couple of qualities that make him. This is us having to admit something good. Mm -hmm. I'm just gonna say his foreign policy was okay. It was not bad. Things with Britain are a little spicy. Mm -hmm. There's a border dispute with Maine Mm -hmm. and New Brunswick, Mm -hmm. kind of after the War of 1812. No one's one's happy with the deal, neither side. Yeah. Um, he basically there's also like other border disputes Mm -hmm. there is getting payback for slaveholders who like lost quote property Mm -hmm. on a like ship that was mutinied like Mm -hmm. there's an issue like that there's um the issue of the Oregon Territory, mm-hmm. like just all kinds of little things, not little things, but all kinds of, yeah. there's all kinds of issues with Britain, like all these loose ends. There's all these things that happen, but mm-hmm. they they are, they are t- they've been t- taken care of by our current day, so we don't yeah. necessarily right. remember them super well. Yeah, but basically all that happens is he kind of does some backdoor dealing. He gets Maine, he, he, he does some backdoor dealing to get the people in Maine yeah. to actually want go from saying yes. we're not going to give them a single inch yes. of territory, um, them being the British, mm-hmm. to being open to a compromise. Yeah. Um, yeah. And this it, was like a propaganda campaign yes. run against, this is like the first time a United States president mm-hmm. has been involved in running a propaganda campaign against yeah. his own people. Yes. But he yeah. does go in there and gets it, the the atmosphere to be a little less hostile sure. and open for a compromise with yeah. Britain. Um, and it's successful. They get a treaty with Britain that basically 
sort of smooths out mm-hmm. a ton of issues, mm-hmm. including the main situation. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's sort of just long story short, like calms things down with Britain for the foreseeable future. It sort of like yeah. handles all the loose ends that yeah. could be potential conflicts. Yeah. So this is a huge success for Tyler. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is also setting a precedent for the role of a president when it comes to treaties, mm-hmm. which is in the constitution that the, the president mm-hmm. like can be involved in that. But no one had really been taking the yeah. it's always always like Congress taking the lead on that yeah. and the president kind yeah. of being involved. But he really took the lead yeah. on he was like micromanaging these discussions mm-hmm. with the treaties, but to to, sure. to a successful end. Yeah. Um and so in 1842, another thing he did mm-hmm. with foreign policy is that this comes to be known as the Tyler Doctrine. Okay. Which was a extension of the Monroe Doctrine. I was going to say. <laughs> yeah, which was a kind of like, hey, no colonization in Latin yeah. America. Um, yeah. Like, we're protecting this, this, and we will, there will be action yeah, yeah. if you come in here and, and, and get involved. Yeah. So he extends this to Hawaii and mm-hmm. preserving their independence and mm-hmm. basically says to all world powers that they're not going to tolerate colonization efforts on the island. Yeah. Now, that's not the end of that story. That's no. for sure. But for the time being, he kind of keeps, he yeah. prevents there from being other world powers that come and get involved. Yeah. He also expands American access to Chinese ports. He creates the first foreign policy with China oh. um, in a treaty there and lays the groundwork. So, I mean, not nothing. I'll give him, I'm just giving fine. him credit yeah. where I can. Yeah, of course. Because he's yeah. actually like a total, like. He's just, like he's a loser, but he did this one thing kind of good. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I want to talk about uh, the uh, about his personal life oh, at the time. Okay. So uh, Letitia's health uh-huh. really bad. Not good. Um, she has some strokes. Yeah. She speaks with great difficulty. Mm-hmm. She's partially paralyzed. Mm-hmm. Um, and ironically, mm-hmm. you know, Tyler had been sort of neglecting his family for years and years and years, and yeah. now he finally gets to spend time with her. Yeah. And she's very very ill. Yeah. Um, she dies in January 1843. Okay. And this is while he's in office. While he's in office. So he's eight children with her. Mm-hmm. A lot of them are grown. Yeah. Most of them are grown at yeah. this point, like fully out of the house. Yeah. He then, bef- so it gets complicated. Yeah, Things yeah, yeah. happen fast. Okay. If you think, wow, we're jumping around, yeah, jumping yeah, yeah. into it, it's because like, it actually did it happen fast. really fast. Yes. So he meets Julia Gardner and her family yeah. in 1842. This yeah. is before Letitia dies. Yeah. They're a wealthy family from Long Island. Mm-hmm. Julia is 21 at the time. Mm-hmm. John Tyler is immediately impressed with her. Oh, yeah. She's extremely attractive. Uh, I bet. She is um, was known for tongue-tying men with her smile. Wait, hold on. She's tongue- she would smile and men would be like, <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember words. I don't know what to talk about. She was very cosmopolitan, uh, always dressed imagine. in the latest French fashions, yeah. and she had a lot of suitors. Oh, a lot. And uh, she has generational wealth for days and days. Oh, God. So. Gotta give me that Give me that woman with GW. Yeah. yeah. So just after Letitia dies, two months, like a couple months. Yeah. They meet again. Oh, wow. How, how fortunate. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so she's got tons of suitors pursuing her and uh-huh. proposing many marriage proposals. Yeah. Um, but Tyler becomes the- determined to get at, to the head of the pack. Yeah. 
<laughs> so he's 30 years older than her. I mean, he's president, so that's a <laughs> and good he's start. president. Yeah. Um, and he wins. He does win her over. He makes it really clear to her family that he yeah. is pursuing an engagement. Uh-huh. And uh, this behavior apparently is extremely out of character for John Tyler. Everyone's like, what? where did this come from? Mm. He's, he's suddenly very decisive. Yeah, all of a sudden. he's all goo goo gaga over Julia. No <laughs> one's ever seen him act this way before. True love. True love. True love. Listen, uh, I want you to know she's an old soul. She's very mature for her 20 years, 23 years, whatever she is. 21, yeah. What the fuck did they have to talk about? I, Can you even imagine? She was really well educated, though. I guess. but Yeah, she was. She was. I mean. Mm. OK, so he mm. um, impulsively uh, and kind of confidently, which are two things he's not impulsive yeah. and confident. Mm-hmm. Um, he proposes her to uh, proposes to her in February 1843. He's all Johnny Bravo about it. Yeah. He's like, hey, baby. She kind of she turns him down. Yeah. She's like, mm, mm. I mean, I like you, but this is a bit much. Have you not yeah. heard that I twist tongues with my smile? <laughs> She's not going to give it up easy. No. Oh, God. He's not deterred. He's not deterred. But no. He starts <laughs> writing her poetry. Oh, yeah. He proposes again. Oh, boy. And then Julia's mother tells her not to formally accept, but yeah. instead to, like, maybe leave Washington and think through whether or not she really wants wow. to marry him. So she goes back to New York and she okay. thinks on it. Now, <laughs> here's what you wanted to talk about. Because okay. in her absence, he daydreams about her constantly. He's writing her all these letters. da 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 her family returns to Washington in February 1844, and there is a cruise party oh, that yeah. gets thrown on the USS Princeton. Yes, let's all get on the USS Princeton, have fun. You know what we really like to do is gather around a cannon. A brand new cannon. Uh, there's nothing like a nice little day with a brand new cannon. Everyone's here. The Everyone's cabinet, here. the cabinet members' wives, yeah. members of Congress, yeah. the Gardner family. Everyone's prob- that I'm probably saying pronouncing wrong, the Gardner- but they're there. Yeah, the Gardner Fructis family. <laughs> they're they're from that family. Generational wealth. <laughs> and and rich lather. Um yeah, and so they shoot off this cannon a couple times. Mm-hmm. And then later on in the day they're like Hey, shoot the cannon again. And like, apparently it wasn't a very well-made cannon and it just exploded. It injured something like 20 people. Yeah. And it killed six. It killed six people, members of his cabinet. Yeah. A lot of them. Secretary of the Navy, Mm -hmm. Secretary of State, Mm -hmm. and one of the other people. One of his advisors and Julia's father. Yeah. Boy. Now- John Tyler was below decks when this yeah. happened. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He just we can't blame him. No, no, no. Yeah. But he was a he was heading up. Uh-huh. So like he just missed kind of. Imagine thing if too. he had died by this explosion. I mean, very different. Yeah. So Julia returns to New York to She's mourn the been, death of her father, as we all would. As we all would. <laughs> I don't know how close they were, but man, your yeah. dad dies by cannon explosion. Yeah, that's hard. It's really not an easy thing no. to go through. Senseless. <laughs> Senseless. Senseless death. Uh, yeah. And it was like a fun cruise party. Yeah. Oh, like, yeah. yeah. They were Dolly a... Madison was there. Oh, yeah. 75 years was. old. What a hoot. Uh, a hoot and a holler, but she, then having God, to witness that. Thank God she's she like, didn't Jesus, get hurt. this again? She's like, I already cannons? Li- I mean, yeah, she lived through the War of 1812. She yeah. was defending the White House, and yeah. now she's got this. She's like, gosh, okay, I'm done. And now, she's like, bye. N- n- again with cannons? I don't think so. 
Poor Dolly Madison. Okay. Tyler wastes no time. I mean, he asks uh, Julia's mother by letter for permission to marry her. Um, he's already asked. Again. And now he's asking again. And now he's asking again. He's asking formally the mother for, well, now the dad's dead. And is that, is he thinking, well, now she's got Now here's a good shot. I just have to get the mom's permission. Yeah. Yeah. Mom's like, sure. Uh, By the way, the mom was nine years younger than him. Julia's mother. Yeah. 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 Oh, well, yeah. So yeah, his mother-in-law is nine years younger than him anyway. Yeah. Well, the math's fun here. Um, (laughs) Yeah. I don't think about it too much. (laughs) He starts preparing. Um, his, so so John Tyler then starts preparing his full-grown daughters, some of which who were older than Julia. Oh, boy. Uh, or, like, the same exact age. Yeah. Um, that he's going to get married, that they're going to have a stepmother who's going to be either oh, younger boy. or, like, just basically around the same age as them. That is the tackiest thing, <laughs> that those poor daughters had to endure that. I know. It really was. And they did not endure it well. <laughs> I'm sure they just couldn't freaking stand her. Yeah. Well, she was very likable, so some of, they kind of... They probably liked her okay. It, it, they did it better than you'd expect. Yeah. But there was still drama. But oh. Julia finally agrees to marry him mm-hmm. on his third... Appro- this is his third proposal. Hey, third um, time's the charm. <laughs> That's right, fellas. Yeah. If a woman says no... No, just keep asking. And then she moves away... And then, and her, then dad her dad dies, dies in a cannon explosion. Now's your moment. Ba, 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 ba. Get her while she's weak. Get her while she's weak. <laughs> so they, they marry in secret in a private, very intimate ceremony. Okay. They kind of like pull off the secret ceremony. Um, okay. And Tyler's the first president to marry while in office. Oh, that's nice. Not, and it hasn't happened many times. Um, yeah. The public was really happy. Yeah. Um, it suddenly made him kind of popular. Something exciting was happening in the White House. Yeah. Just something to talk about. Something to talk about. And um, the White House now finally had a first lady that was the president's wife. And not, and this was and the, not dying. And of, not dying. You know, illness from childbirth. This is the first time since Louisa Adams uh-huh. with John Quincy Adams that we've had a first lady, an acting first lady who was the president's wife. Oh, wow. Yes. Because Andrew Jackson's wife died. Yeah. Um. So did Martin Van Buren. Martin long Van Buren was, was a widow widower. long before he became president. William Henry Harrison was only there for 30 days. <laughs> and his wife didn't, hadn't didn't made it to the it. White House yet. Yeah. So. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So everyone's like, yay. But oh. it's like the end of his presidency. Yeah. He's only got a little bit longer. Yeah. So, but she throws some really great balls yeah. and she, every, everyone loves her. Uh, well, you know what? I, yeah. I'm going to believe they had a very lovely marriage. They and, actually really did. There's a lot of evidence they and did. And that's great. They were they were really having a honeymoon in the White I House. Mean, that was the most action the White House had seen oof. in a long time. <laughs> if this presidential mansion's a rockin', yeah, for sure, <laughs> don't come a knockin'. <laughs> um, so then it becomes a question of whether or not he could get a third party going to run in eighteen forty four. Never, it never, it does not happen. Really works. Well, he's too busy with a yeah. young bride. My God. <laughs> so he's he's like. He convinces himself that it's possible uh-huh. and that he's going to somehow stick it to Henry Clay in the wigs. Oh, boy. Um, and so oh. he tries to use the patronage system to drum up support. So he starts giving jobs to people being like, hey, I think I might I mean, run. Listen, we didn't even get into this, but he's using like secret uh-huh. petty cash yeah. that's meant for like national defense to, to like, like hire spies and like yeah. s- do all these subterfuge yeah. things. Yeah. There's a lot that went on with John Tyler. It's a lot of content. Imagine, yeah. And Julia's like goading him on now. Yeah, she's yeah. like, 
you can take on Henry Clay. For sure. He's not as awesome as you, you are, honey. You're so strong you're and so handsome. And uh, I'm sure America would love for yes. you to be president again. Oh, boy. He's just I like mean, Listen, Julia, the world doesn't see you through, doesn't see him through these googly eyes. Yeah, no, no one does. <laughs> Uh, you're the only thing he doesn't oppose. You're the um, only thing. <laughs> yeah. But running for a re-election literally without a party. Yeah. Um, he doesn't actually, he's not successful in even starting no. a third party, but he he, he gets some support with uh, the patronage system. Mm -hmm. Tyler is co-opting the policies from both sides, both the Democrats and the Whigs. Yeah. And then um, he's also, it, but but the whole time he's just like, I'm actually just trying to like influence the Democratic Party's yeah. like um, agenda for 1844. I'm not running, no. um, which was just such a load of crap. And mm. he was super wishy washy mm -mm. the whole time. And so his he tries this grassroots campaign. Mm -hmm. It doesn't really work. Mm -hmm. He continues to be blocked by Congress with everything mm -hmm. he tries to do. Mm -hmm. He tries to put through Supreme Court nominees. Most of them uh, don't go through Congress because they hate yeah. him so much. Yeah. Um, and it's one of the least successful presidencies in history when it comes mm -hmm. to court nominees. Nice. Um, Webster resigns as his post as Secretary of State. He was the only original. He was like, I feel like my je my honor's in jeopardy and I should resign. Oh? Yeah. Now? Yeah. Okay. So um, <laughs> Tyler then starts to portray himself as a Democrat who's okay. above all factions. Oh, which he's is above it all. Ridiculous. Mm -hmm. He does have to uh, reconstitute his cabinet, by the yeah. way. Well, yeah. And he his Secretary of State position gets filled by John Calhoun. What the hell? Who's 61 years old. There's dispute among historians exactly why or how this happened. Why? Are, yeah. But so then, okay, this gets confusing. We're not really going to get fully okay. into Texas because that's going to be a flashcard episode. That's going to be later. After Polk. Yeah. And we're going to kind of just go through what the yeah. hell is happening with the Texas. The of Texas. But Tyler then is like, I'm going to make my one thing about my one policy that I'm going to like hook on to is like getting Texas. Yeah. And I'm going to get Texas before I'm done being president. And that's what I'm going to yeah. do. And that's who I am. And, and, and But he waits so long to even do anything. Anyway. Yeah. Calhoun was enthusiastic about Texas annexation. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of why he gets into this position. Yeah. yeah. John Tyler makes it his thing that he's going to get Texas annexed. Yeah. He uh, is talking about it almost exclusively in economic terms. Yeah. Um, and he... Does so he starts out being like it's really about economics, it's really this inevitability, mm. it's really about manifest destiny, which wasn't really a term quite yeah, yet, but that yet. was the idea. Um, but then Calhoun, his <laughs> secretary of state, has like a straight up like pro-slavery argument. Yeah. John Tyler sort of gets roped into that a little bit, mm. and the they they do draft a treaty. Mm-hmm. Um, which was drafted by John Tyler and the executive branch, not mm -hmm. Congress. It gets sent for uh, to Senate to the Senate. Mm -hmm. Um, and this is all then all the presidential run stuff mm -hmm. starts happening. His slogan was Tyler in Texas. Oh, well, it worked so, so well before. Whatever. So why not? And his party, which wasn't really a party, mm -hmm. has a nominating convention. Goes through the motions of nominating mm -hmm. him. At the same time, Democrats pick up uh, James K. Polk. Yeah. Fun. And he was also pro He was like, listen, I, I want Texas too, but um, I'm not John Tyler, so you should vote for me. Yeah, fair enough. Um, 
Clay gets nominated Te- by the Wigs. Texas, but not yeah. Tyler. Yeah. <laughs> so Clay gets nominated by the Wigs. Yeah. And uh, John Tyler does not stay in the race long. Mm-hmm. He pulls out in August 1844. Mm-hmm. So pretty shortly thereafter mm-hmm. going in. Um, because the Democrats promise him that they would let him into their party if he dropped out. Uh, I hear you're without a party. We have a party you could come to if you, you know, weren't a presidential candidate. <laughs> yeah. He's like, but I want to be president. And like, well. You were, so. You were, so and decide what you like, want. You know, and you weren't, like, very good at it. You weren't really so. good at it. So. Yeah. It's up to you. It's up to you, buddy. But you better decide. So even though, <laughs> even though at this point it's, like, he's not obviously going to be president. Right. Um, he does. He is, like, I'm going to secure Texas annexation before I leave. Mm-hmm. I need to have some kind of meaningful legacy. In his final week as president, the joint resolution in Congress for annexation of Texas gets passed. He signs it just three days before leaving office. And this is kind of serves as an invitation for Texas to join the union. So wait, now the, yeah. this joint resolution passes yeah. right before he leaves office. But they, it is being passed under the idea that Hulk, Hulk will be, gonna be dealing with this. Mm, yeah. But it doesn't say that. No. It says the president. Yeah. And John Tyler is the president for three more days. <laughs> yeah. So, so he takes, he's like, look what I did. <clears throat> so there's this amazing ball. It's like truly amazing. Yeah. Everyone is like, wow, this is like the best party. They're in like, oh my God, we're having a ball. Yeah. <laughs> so then after this, at this party, yeah. Tyler starts joking. Uh-oh. Probably to multiple people, the same joke. Oh boy. Because that's the vibe. He's that kind. He says, yes, they cannot say now that I am a president without a party. Wow. I'm going to be John Tyler and you're okay. going to be Julia. Okay. 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 Honey, I, I came up with a joke. <laughs> Honey, stop. Please stop kissing oh, me for okay. just a moment so I can tell you about a joke that I... <laughs> okay. Here, kiss this doll of me oh, okay. that I, so that I can talk. Oh, I miss you. I know, baby. <laughs> When's this party going to be over so that we have the house to ourselves again? <laughs> well, first, I got to try this joke out. Okay, let me hear it. Here's the joke. Well, oh, you you're know so how- handsome. So- <laughs> I love that you're 30 years older. <laughs> I love it. I don't care what anyone says. I don't care what your daughters say. You don't care what my daughters say? I mean, I do, but not about that. <laughs> anyway, tell me this joke. You're so funny. Listen. <laughs> Here it goes. You know how I don't have a political party? Yes. And then tonight. Because well, you're so okay, amazing. And no okay, party can continue. Uh, you're right, baby. Oh, yes, yes, yes. But you know how tonight what we're having is also called a party? Yes. So what I'm going to say is, well, I guess now no one can say I don't have a party. <laughs> Isn't that funny? Oh, you're so funny That's and funny. clever and handsome and Should I say that? Okay. <laughs> Back to the kissing. Yeah. <laughs> It's exactly how that That's exactly how that conversation went. 100%. 100%. Okay, I so his presidency's good over. Good for them. We got out of it. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, yeah, good for them. Good for them. Ah, now, do you think this is the end of the story? I do. If we just left it here, he would be remembered much like how... Just a... Meh, we can just write him off. Okay, he did something for annexation. Whatever. Cool. No. Hmm. So now, J- JT... John Tyler. John Tyler. <laughs> and his new bride. Yeah, yeah. Head off to Sherwood Forest. Oh boy. His estate in Virginia. Yeah. 
where he uh, uh, gets to work being a full-time farmer, planter, okay. and slaver. At this time, there's between 60 and 70 enslaved people working, uh, living, working, living on his estate. That's a pretty big amount. That's a lot. Yeah, that's yeah. actually quite a lot. It, it would be a large planter by the standards of the time, yeah. for sure. Yeah. He misses being president. He keeps tabs on the Texas mm-hmm. situation and Polk because mm-hmm. he really wants to get credit for Texas. Oh, yeah. But Calhoun is taking the credit. <laughs> and Polk was taking the credit. And it made him crazy. Well, of course, they're there. Yeah, of course. So he gets cozier. John uh, Tyler gets cozier and yeah. cozier with the Democratic Party, which he's yeah. now been let back into. Yeah. Um, they're not a good influence on him. They are not a good yeah. influence. He could not fully let go of... Um, being a, such an unpopular president. Yeah. Um, he gave lots of lectures, traveled, uh, did all that stuff. Now, at the beginning of his marriage yes. to Julia, he tells his adult children yeah. he's not planning to have any children with Julia. Well. And he was dealing with drama with his four daughters. Okay. All within a stone's throw of Julia's age. Oh, boy. Uh, his sons seem totally fine with it, and they love her. Of course they do. Of course. Um, what do they care? Yeah. And Hot, older stepmom. Exactly. Jeez. So they have their first, but then he, they have a child in yeah. 1846. This will be the first of seven children. Jeez. So he has eight children with Letitia and uh-huh. then he has seven children with uh, her. 15. Okay. So every few <clears throat> years, a child is popping out and he's in full daddy mode. He gives a yeah. ton of attention to these children. Okay. He's incredibly involved. Oh, His bet. whole life is about Julia and the kids yeah. and... And um, he's kind of making up for not being so present with his first yeah. set of children. Typical. Um, and they had an extremely happy marriage. Mm-hmm. He kept writing poetry for her. She would surprise yeah. him with gifts, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. People from the outside would see them mm-hmm. and be like, wow, yeah. they're in love. Gee wow. whiz. Like, yeah. So it, it, that yeah. that's certainly that. But also, um, John Tyler is an old man and is having serious health problems. Yeah. Um, and Julia is something of a, a like a home nurse. Oh, you know, yeah. she's got ideas and she's always giving him the newest medicines. Oh. Which, as we know, always goes well. Oh. So. Um, Interesting. She gives him something called. <laughs> this is going to sound like something, but it's not something. This. Something sexy, but it's not. But it's not. She gives keeps giving him something called the blue pill. <laughs> not that one. Not that one. For pretty much every ailment, she gives him this blue pill. It's mercury, probably. And it's right? mercury. Yeah. Yeah. It's just like literally merc- like a Ooh. pill of mercury. He's having, you know, stomach issues, sure. breathing issues, Typical all that presidential stuff. presidential. Yeah, he was drinking that White House drinking water. Drinking that White House water. <laughs> wasn't doing... His art, he was already IBS, yeah. having IBS problems. Oh, um, so anyway, it's not until 1859 that this guy like redrafts his will, like even though he has terrible health, yeah. like he redrafts it for Julia Puts and um, the new children. Yeah. He uh, leaving everything to them and nothing to his older children, oh, by the way. Oh, boy. He justified this by saying that all of his other kids were older and either married or have their own lives, which is like. That's fair enough, I guess, because he, uh, he does have a concept of like, I'm not going to be here to like support this family uh, for very much longer. He freed no enslaved people in his will, by the way. Okay. Um, not that I was expecting him no, to because he's a terrible person. He um, and why would he change? And anyway, he change? speaking of why would he change? Mm-hmm. Trent. Yes. We've reached the year 1860 in yes. the John Tyler timeline. Yes. Well, let's you, see. Do you remember if anything interesting happens? I in do 1860? feel like in a few 
a few years something is going to happen mm-hmm. involving the mm-hmm. South seceding mm-hmm. from mm-hmm. the Union. Mm-hmm. Well, um, yeah. I'm hoping he mm-hmm. dies before he gets to weigh in. Weigh in. Well, does he? We'll see. Um, <laughs> so his political ambition had never really truly gone away. Yeah. Well, they, unresolved. What's unresolved. he going to do? Yeah. You know, like once you've had a crappy presidency, they're not going to let you do it again. Yeah, exactly. You know? So things start to heat up in the 1860 election. Mm-hmm. Lincoln looks like he's going to be president. So then John Tyler gets real lit up about this. He's oh, like, yeah. not on my watch because he's so against abolitionism. Oh, yeah. And Lincoln's talking a big game about abolitionism oh. and no more states admitted with slavery, all this stuff. Yeah. Yeah. John Tyler's like, not on my watch. Mm-mm. He um he's an old man with a lot of opinions and yeah hopped up on mercury pills. So, but the issue so okay, here's yeah. Of course it's not simple with this guy. No. South Carolina makes it very clear if Lincoln wins, uh-huh. they're going to secede. Yeah. Obviously we're going to get way more into this next season. Obviously. But that's all you need to know. Yeah. Tyler says, "Well, I don't want that." Yeah. But I don't want Lincoln, so I'm going to try to again ride the political middle here. Perfect. He is still at this moment in mm-hmm. time kind of like, well, ideally, I'd like the um, uh, look, number one choice for me, the fusion. So then, of course, Lincoln wins. Of course. And South Carolina is like, OK, well, Set. here we go. Bye bye. Wow. So this is the first time that a state this happens. We're out of here. Yeah. And they stick to it. And they stick to it. John Tyler does two things. Okay. First, he goes to see President Buchanan. He's a lame duck president at this time. Yeah. Takes a bunch of resolutions from Virginia just saying like, hey, we da, 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 da. Yeah. Like just trying to find some middle ground He's here. Like, hey, Buchanan. Yeah. Let's talk. Buchanan's, his party is a Democrat, but yeah. like Buchanan's not like, anyway, we'll get to this. <coughs> well, we're going to get to get Buchanan. He does another, I know, right? He mm. does another thing. When South Carolina says they're going to secede, uh, like quite a few others mm-hmm. like follow suit. Yeah. Or, or saying they're going to follow suit. There are some states that have slavery, mm-hmm. but are not the deep south, Virginia included, okay. that are kind of like what you would call sort of like on the fence here. Yeah. About like, would they secede or not? Yeah. So John Tyler wants to get just those states together. Yeah. To have some kind of assembly to basically say they're not going to secede. But then when he goes to um, do this, mm-hmm. Virginia's like legislature or whatever, it's all kind of complicated. So I'm mm-hmm. probably like mm-hmm. messing it up a little bit. But yeah, the important thing is if Virginia says, no, 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 we're just going to do an assembly with all the states. Yeah. And John Tyler's like, well, that's not going to accomplish anything. Yeah. And they're like, well, that's what we're going to do. And he's like, no, 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 that wasn't my idea. My idea was just the states that might not secede. Yeah. Um, but that aren't part of the North. So anyway, this. He wants uh, to get together the border states. Yes, exactly. So um, what happens is that all the states get together. He's a delegate Mm. from Virginia in Uh this. It goes terribly. Yes. Terribly. Like the worst it could possibly go. Nothing happens. It's a huge mess. I'm sure people just screaming and yelling at each other. And after this, he Mm. comes out and he's like, I guess secession is the only thing to do. So he completely flips. Oh, man. He's just like. I've had it with these kids. Yes. After this, he believes the Union cannot be saved. Okay. Um, that Lincoln was also too much of a threat to the South and to slavery. Wow. And um, he didn't think the North would make any kind of compromise. Yeah. Obviously, he doesn't want to make any kind of compromise. Right. Um, and so uh, make, he then starts making the case for Virginia to secede. Wow. And it does. And it does. So now he's a member of the Confederacy. 
he is the only president to have officially turned traitor. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Exactly. So there you go. And he allows the Confederate army to impress half of his enslaved men into service. Wow. Yep. Uh, for manual labor, by the way. Sure. And he wins election in the Provisional Conf- Confederate Congress and yeah. then puts his name in as a permanent candidate. Yeah. And he does win that election. Yeah. Then after he wins that election mm-hmm. and he's headed to join this, you know, Confederate Congress. Yeah. Um, he starts having some pretty serious health issues. Mm-hmm. Bronchitis type things, bad cough. Yeah. He's basically suffocating. Yeah. Um, and he dies. Wow. And he lays in state at the Confederate capital. Yeah. The other half of the country does mm-hmm. not acknowledge his presidency. Yes. Or his, sorry, they do not acknowledge his passing. Yeah. He passes at a similar, around the same time as Martin Van Buren. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, Lincoln, as we know, gives a stirring tribute to Martin Van Buren as far as John Tyler. Nothing. nothing. Silence. Nothing. As, um, there was as, no f- lower, lowering of the flags yeah. in the Union. Yeah. Um, he, yeah, he's viewed as a traitor. Yeah, um, absolutely. Only president to have been read out of his own party. Yeah. And the only one who um, went against his oath of office and turned his back on the nation he once led. Yeah. Um, and he essentially renounced his citizenship yeah. by joining the Confederacy. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, he leaves behind seven young children. Um, at, by this point, a lot of his adult children had passed, yeah. including Mary, who died after childbirth, mm. um, who was his, like, basically his favorite daughter. Yeah. Uh, and his children and his wife went through the Civil War without him. Wow. Yep. There's only one thing left to talk about. The, I mean, clearly. It's what Julia asked the minute she met John Tyler. She said, what's your sign, baby? <laughs> and he said, uh, uh, I'm an Aries. Yeah. <laughs> And she said, oh, an Aries. Oh. Well, Aries, they're okay. supposed to be fiery, passionate. Ooh. Oh, yeah. High energy. I can see that. I can see it. Domineering. Oh, boy. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I don't get into it, but determined. Yep. Confident initiators. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, he's, bit, hey, yeah. he's annexing he, Texas he, he, over there. Yeah, he did initiate some stuff. Confident-ish. Yeah. It depends. Yeah. Depends. Uh, yeah. Not what... It's one of those things where, like, we'd be like, mm, he's not really confident, but like, yeah. he's trying to give off that. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, we so, see. We see it. We see what you're doing. Aries are kind of like chaotic, yeah. Yeah, it's the first sign, so it's very fiery. It's very like, yeah. We've had a couple of Aries presents. This has been Pardon Me, me a Presidential, presidential History Podcast. Pod.